I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Riley Hamilton. And I'm Amy Scarlotta. And this is Turtle Time Breaking News. Amy. Riley. It's a turtle time emergency. <laughs> 911. This is an emergency broadcast, one of our first. Is it the only we've ever done? I feel like the first podcast we ever did was sort of uh, an emergency. Do you remember? That's true. That was an emergency when Scandaval broke out and it started. So we started off uh, emergency coded, you yeah. know? And then now this is, I think, really maybe the, the second emergency that we've ever had. We've never had to break the format. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we just felt like Friday is too long to wait to talk about the I, new... I just think... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the new Vanderpump trailer. The new Vanderpump trailer. Yeah, I think by Friday, I feel like it would be dead and buried and people would have gotten over it and parsed you know, through it completely. But we still... That probably has already happened in the last 24 hours. <laughs> but I still feel like you know there is some you know merit to talking about it you know now yeah as soon as possible so okay so first question you know just to get right into it what were your feelings or emotions as you watched that two minute and 41 second trailer i was excited it has some surprises um you know i felt i think it was better than i thought what about you like that i thought it would be so you had low expectations going in I mean, kind of. I'm just like, what are we even going to talk about this season? Like, what are the dregs of Scandaball? Like, you know, is there going to be new action? And there are some things that kind of are out of left field. Yes. I, but I would think expectation-wise, like, the opposite is true, right? Because wouldn't you think post-Scandaball, with, with Scandaball being sort of tacked on as one episode to a season that had already concluded that the fallout from Scandaval we witnessed would be like expectations would be high for that. Yeah. I guess it's just that like, we can never get higher than we've been. So it's always going to be a letdown from here on out. <laughs> yes, that's true. But yeah, th that's, that's true. But so much My of the sunny disposition strikes right, again. Right. <laughs> yeah. You and I are <laughs> polar opposites. Well, well, because so much of last season didn't directly deal with Scandaval, it was more the clues and Easter eggs leading, leading up to Scandaval. And then the finale was all focused on that, the reunion. I felt like a whole season grappling with the fallout. Are you, those seasons are usually good. Like if you're thinking about like the Brooks cancer thing, like when that was revealed, like there was a lot of good, I think, fallout from that, right? Vicky having to come to terms with being lied to and, and yeah. everyone reckoning with that. So I don't know, I guess, I guess I think generally people's expectations might be pretty high. And also there's going to be a lot of new viewers, you know, watching yeah. this for the first time. That's true. Speaking of, 
a decade of rumors and lies comes out tonight, I think, right? I know. I can't wait to see what's included. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I almost wish we could pause, watch that, and then that that won't be on until later. But um, okay, so so you so you had low expectations, low as um you know, low as could be, and you were pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just like was worried about the allegiances, the participation, the separation of the different groups, and if Ariana even wants to come to play anymore or if she'll just be totally separate. Um, but it does appear that there will be uh, some surprising, uh, I don't know, not allegiances, but like, I think I might be a La La stand this year. Okay. Um, you said that in one of our um, text groups and I have to have you elaborate on that. Um, what was she doing? Because I had... I had absolutely no feelings uh, like towards that point of view. What was she doing in the trailer that made you happy with her? I guess like, because we're going to be so far deep into Scandaval by the time this airs that like any person that breaks out from the standard point of view that um, Sandoval is like a worm with a mustache and Ariana is like the queen of all time like I, I'm gonna need some differentiation on that take. Uh, not that they're even wrong, but I just am kind of bored with the like he's evil trash and she's an incredible um, what Lala says a god like figure post uh, being cheated on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I just want someone to shake that up and be like, all right, like let's get our shit together. Like, what are we doing next? Like. What, how have we progressed? I just like can't sit in the like something about her spinoff mindset for one I know, second. I, I know what you mean. And I know that there we've talked about it before, but there's a certain percentage of, you know, people who watch these shows who like are tired with anybody who's toxic or evil on these shows and just want like heavenly versions of, of life with all of their favorite morally, um, uh, you know, what's that good uh you know <laughs> characters just all living in harmony and loving life and doing their business or whatever but those would be obviously very boring shows and no one yeah. would watch them and they'd get canceled after one season if they ever made it past <laughs> the pilot so the thing that makes all bravo shows interesting is that you have uh, villains and and heroes so yes. you're saying that anything that might shatter the narrative that uh ariana is this goal a god a top you know a mountaintop <laughs> Yeah, is valued, and I and I agree. I, I mean, I agree. I actually, I don't respect Lala's opinion, but I think it's brave of her to be the one to vocalize it. And, yeah. um, I I I do value bravery, even if you're dead wrong. <laughs> I value us when we're brave, even if we're dead wrong, because it's yeah. I yes. mean, you know that I'm historically not much of a Lala fan. I appreciated her original appearance and how she shook things up in season what four is that when she yeah yes yep season four um yeah the lala era started that was really fun um but ever since then and in her like rand era and post rand era i thought she got very much too big for her britches and um was annoying (laughs) yeah yeah um so I am surprised that I am interested in hearing her angle. I guess it's just that she has the least to do with any of it. Like, uh-huh. you know, She's Schwartz is mixed in. Sheena's mixed in. Lala has basically nothing to do with it. So her opinion is fairly pure, except she was cheated on by a scumbag. So she was really bleeding that into her take on it um, at the reunion and stuff, which was too much. Um, but it seems like judging from the trailer, we'll see. And the way she was acting at BravoCon was that she's like ready to move on. Like she's like, I can't live in this world for too much longer. Yeah, she um, was she the she was the one who said Tom Sandoval is really brave to be up here right now with people booing. If if I if if that were me, I would tell you all to fuck off right now, right? Yeah. 
I think she's going to balance the line of being extremely true to Ariana and so powerful as a friend and ally to Ariana and still get away with saying some cutting remarks that um, seem antagonistic. And I bet we don't know the full context of that scene. Like Lala could have been heated. Um, But it seems like Ariana and Lala are doing good. So I can't imagine that she did something so egregiously bad to Ariana and then they got over it. I think maybe that's going to be a little bit probably out of context or in the heat of the moment about something. Um, It seems like when she said that they were at the whiskey party because they're all wearing gold, black and gold or whatever. So maybe something Ariana did there just pissed Lala off, you know, and then they got over it. I don't expect to be fully satisfied. Um, I've just, that was one of the things that raised an eyebrow. I also, um, my immediate takeaway from, because I saw on Watch What Happens Live, um, oh my gosh, my brain, um, uh, Ariana yes. <laughs> was on oh. Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> oh, it was I Ariana. Was like, Who is that? Um, she said they were playing a game where she had to pick from the cast, and she said that. Katie has been the most loyal um and watching the trailer where Katie's mad at Sheena saying mm-hmm. you know if you aren't loyal to um Ariana and if you keep hanging out with Sandoval she's going to cut you out and i was like this is giving uh Stassi 2.0 she's found a new leader <laughs> you're right i mean the the whole thing is reminding me of Stassi in season 3 cuz Ariana we we've talked about this i think i don't know where maybe on the patreon um that Ariana's moral code, black and white view of things, the thing that's going to keep her removed from Sandoval is the thing that Saucy tried to do in season three, where she was like, I morally cannot be in scenes with Jax. He's evil, toxic. He's done the worst things in the world to me. I will not film with him. You all rally around me and let's kick Jax to the curb. And the whole group just went to the toxic cesspool with Jax. And that (laughs) totally could happen. Um, I I have to ask before, because I want to break this down, you know, with you scene by scene, but I, I do like talking about it generally, but... Does any of you, that same uh, bravery or whatever respect you give Lala, do you give Sheena that a little bit after watching the trailer, knowing that she's also trying to to bridge the gap? <laughs> uh, I feel like with Sheena, it's more complicated because it's more out of like, um, like internal conflict and uh-huh. uh, her true inability to not be one of the boys. <laughs> she she just cannot be isolated from any friend yeah um because but it at the same time it's like obviously it's a harder situation for her because lala never liked sandoval like she doesn't give a shit you know no no she never liked him um but i feel like and now i mean we'll get into it but sheena seems to have a lot going on this season yes leave it to sheena she is like i think (laughs) One of the most surprising people on the show, like she's not ever been the, you know, she was the focus of season one. She was supposed to be like the star, her and Stassi's rivalry. Then she sort of became a utility player, you know, more of a support character or whatever. But she's always bringing something to every season. I mean, like, who would have ever imagined that Sheena would have this this shit going on this season? So I guess that that can just lead us into talking about it specifically if you want to. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so it starts out um, provocatively, I thought, with them screaming at the top of their lungs, <laughs> shattering the glass <laughs> of whatever, the that intro. Did you like that? Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> it's uh, Katie and Sheena specifically screaming. <laughs> it was giving like American Horror Story, actually. Yeah, it really was. Why Why Katie and Sheena? Were they the only ones willing to scream at the top of their lungs? <laughs> I know, because Sandoval uh, screams later, uh, naturally. Right, he should have done trailer. that too. He should have done that same uh, primal scream that he does in the trailer and done that. I don't think yeah. they want they they don't want anything extra with Sandoval in the. They don't want to pretend like they filmed any extra scenes with Sandoval about you know because of the hatred towards him or whatever. So he couldn't be in that intro. Right. But then I think it starts out with Ariana, you know, coming to the foreground or whatever with the squad, Katie, yeah. Sheena, and Lala. Was that her? Was that her crew? I think so. and, and she. And she's talking about how um, she is not going to be forced to have scenes with Tom Sandoval in in the non fourth wall breaking version of that, you know, right? Like, like I I do not have to yeah. be around my ex. Um, that is just not something I have to do, and I won't be pushed to being around my ex. So yes. already, that's sort of I think a producer's worst nightmare, right? When you <laughs> hear that, because it's like 
That is that is exactly what Stassi did in season three. It just does not work. It makes the whole group have to align themselves and it separates you all and it's not good television for the most part yeah. because the, the two principles that you want to be talking about everything are isolated you, right. right but yeah. ariana is so steadfast in her view that if this if this is a reality show this is my reality or you know and i would never talk to this person again ever even for one second if this had really happened you know in right. real in my real life right except the fact that they still live together <laughs> Right, which is just wild, but is, um, but is also a morally like, or, or sorry, black and white issue for her. Why do? Why am I giving up the house that we co-own, and he can't live in it without me? Why does he get to have this house that we chose together? You know, it's another right. just like her moral code that she won't compromise for Sandoval. Right. Um, I guess. I mean, I think you went to uh, that party. She's staying at an Airbnb, right? Like. She's staying in an Airbnb, but they wouldn't let us in the real one that she's at. They didn't okay. want us anywhere near it, just in case, <laughs> you know, one of us decided to fly off the handle at some point and come back, you know, with a, um, you know, a robber mask on. So we went okay. to a different sh- kind of a show Airbnb, which is also okay. very beautiful. So I have no idea where she is, but I do know, I- I'm almost positive that for the Dancing with the Stars era, and I think she said this at BravoCon, that, mm-hmm. so I'm not like, you know, outing this information that she's living in an Airbnb because I think it was just too taxing to be in that house with him. Mm-hmm. So they are removed from each other, but she's not going right. to remove herself officially from the house, you know, right. mortgage wise or whatever. Want more details about the care of the pets, Me especially too. the cat. Me <laughs> too. And then they sort they, they show this sort of little comic um, side note where Ariana is like giving a tour or something of the house or I don't know what she's doing, doing a brand deal or something in the house, and then you hear a toilet flush, <laughs> right? They did him dirty. They did him dirty. They come in, he's using the downstairs, like, kitchen <laughs> toilet. They have a toilet just near, like, the, where their refrigerator is in the kitchen, and he just comes out post-toilet and comes in the foreground, and she has this embarrassed, I said foreground again, comes out, he comes out of the bathroom <laughs> and into the scene, and then Ariana has this embarrassed face, and then it cuts to Lisa talking to James and Allie, and Lisa mm-hmm. is giving her moral perspective on this, which is just um, how the hell could, like you said, how the hell could they live in the same house? Like, how is this, right. you know, at all tenable? Yeah, the toilet flush was giving sound effects. <laughs> oh, it really, really was. That toilet, it could never have sounded like that. That would have been the loudest toilet in history. Crisp. They also, um, at some point just before that, uh, during Ariana saying she doesn't have to see him if she doesn't want to, they show her kissing her new boyfriend, which I immediately was like, oh, Lord, I forgot that he's going to be all over this season. That's probably who she's filming with the most. And this man, whoever he is, is Mm -hmm. thrilled. You Okay, so you, you think he's giving thrilled? I mean he clearly wants to participate. Like he had multiple (laughs) scenes in the trailer. He didn't speak though in the trailer. Did you notice? No, she's like, what if you move here? And he goes, ah, (laughs) yeah, he didn't get a full sentence out. They just cut him off right before he was about to say something. Yeah. Maybe that's a surprise. What he sounds like. Maybe he sounds like Morgan Wade. Well, I actually heard him speak. You did. Yeah. And uh, I'll just say, I don't want to spoil anything, but you're right. He sounds exactly like (laughs) Morgan Wade. He's a mumble mouth mama. Papa. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then I guess you said it. um, There's a there's plenty of scenes with Ariana Daniel. And in that scene, she specifically says, what about you moving from New York to L.A. to be near me? How does that make you feel? (sighs) It stresses me out. I. On one hand, like I said, I'm like, do whatever you need to do to survive the past year. Like, I do not judge. She's allowed to date. Do whatever you want. I'm just like, she's been with Tom for like 10 years. She's still in the midst of this, like, essentially, like, not a custody battle, but like, essentially a divorce. Um, And she's so busy. She did Dancing with Stars that takes 24-7 of your time. She did a million brand deals. She had BravoCon. She's going to Broadway. She's like on a book tour. And I'm just yeah. like, I feel like she's going to like explode. I, I think so too. I mean, and she hasn't really 
designated a break for herself. Any opportunity that there is for her to slow down and maybe take a couple... I mean, she's probably resting now. She got COVID. That's public information. I'm surprised it took that long. I know. I know. So she doesn't really want a break. It's sort of like um distracting you know yourself and also taking advantage of every opportunity um, sure. you know so that she can leave the house so yeah i guess i'm i think that my thoughts on this and you know ariana can correct me if i'm wrong i think daniel might be very supportive and great right now and also only needs about 20% of ariana's attention at this stage and he's fine with that as being supportive making sure to hack and rig the Dancing with the Stars vote so that he can, you know, <laughs> send 100 uh, votes at the same time. And so it just might be, this is just the perfect amount of love and affection she needs right now. And he's good for that, you know? And he's just willing to be along for the ride because his life just got, you know, wild. Vanderpumped. <laughs> All of a sudden, Vanderpumped. He got completely Vanderpumped. <laughs> um, and then I want to say, um, okay, so we talked about Daniel and Ariana, which is good. There's also this Tom Sandoval, um, you know, obviously through line and it starts right at the very beginning with tom schwartz saying sandoval come on man uh you know you're you've been such a dark place you need to get out there and uh start dating (laughs) what did you think (laughs) what did you think about schwartz (laughs) telling him that (laughs) i mean bad advice always uh and then it's like sandoval's working out and he's like i'm young hot single and ready to mingle and i'm like young Oh, oh, please, please don't start to make me question. Please. I'm I'm only three years younger than Sandoval. I'm also starting to move the goalposts for what I consider young. 41 and, or 42 is the new 32. I the new 30, but... It is. It, you're going to... Mark my words. When you start rounding the bend towards 40, you're going to be saying 40 is young as hell. But yeah. I, I, I... Okay, that's fine. Say he didn't say young. I still even yeah. think single ready to mingle, running on the treadmill, mill, uh, dancing, and being yeah. performative Tom Sandoval again, I almost think that was as shocking as any reveal I, I saw in the, in the trailer. I'm just like, how in the world would you ever think that this season you should have a dating storyline? <laughs> Or yeah. say anything about you being single, having fun, dancing. It's just even if you are secretly having fun and secretly you are, you do want to get out of the town and date people. I mean, I guess props to him for not faking his real actions. But I just cannot believe that even for one second he didn't think I am going to lay low this season, head held down. Yeah. You know, apologies, sadness, working on me. I'm working on me this season. The fact that right. Tom Schwartz said he should date and he's supposedly going to follow that and he actually does was a shocking revelation to me. Just just shocking. Yeah. It made me think the thing that uh, when he did say young and hot and single and ready to mingle, it made me just think about how uh, watching the old seasons, he was already so concerned about his appearance. 10 years ago right that it really made me think about like oh like the reality of his midlife crisis that has already begun and yes. will continue is going to be so dire oh yeah like oh yeah really thinking about it because he was so has always been so obsessed you know shaving his forehead like doing the eyebrows doing the spray tan doing all of it which i always gave him leeway on that i was like i don't care like he's a model he's vain love it love vanity be real like let's talk about it but actually thinking about how the aging process will progress and he will have no choice but to accept it or fight it tooth and nail is going to be yes something to behold what it's kind of like um you know i never read this book but portrait of a of dorian gray or whatever you know that right isn't that where he sees like a photo of himself up and he's young or whatever, and he gets really, really sort of youth-pilled by looking at it. Was that what Portrait of yeah, Dorian Gray is? Yeah, what is it? There's like a portrait in the attic that like doesn't age or And he, he, he can't stop looking <laughs> at that photo, or it, or it progressively gets older, and he can't stop looking at it because he's so sad that he's going to look older and older. 
Yeah, little turtle literary cuties. Uh, let us know. I but I think it does have something to do about vanity and being let driven us, mad. <laughs> let us know if the analogy I brought up makes sense because I don't know what it was. Um, so, so why, why did you said you said something that I have to remark on? You said Schwartz always always gives bad advice. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, I would say in something as PR sensitive as this entire arrangement, Schwartz would not be the one I would be asking for what I should be doing next. But um, people always uh, chastise Schwartz for that, like watch what happens live performance or whatever, where he was very candid. But, you know, to me, that was very refreshing and, uh, you know, great that he was so openly honest. You know, I just think that I don't know. I, I thought that I thought that Schwartz actually does typically have decent advice, good advice, okay, hum- humane advice. But maybe this is the first sure. time where I was just like stunned by that advice to his friend. And it's possible that um, Sandoval, in order to tee up this journey, this dating stuff, it, you know, asked schwartz to ride along with him and open the doorway to that possibility you know what i mean yeah well it's kind of like schwartz's last season journey going on that fake ass date i'm sure that's what this sandoval date is going to be again but he is i mean sandoval is actively dating you know like yeah but who was that girl i felt like she was giving casting selection Yes, I, I think her name. This is like I'm just saying what I think it was. Um, I think it was some like a a singer. I actually don't remember her name, but remember, like he was out photographed page six or whatever, like going on dates and going to her house. It's like someone who's like a singer, an up and coming singer, but it very yeah. much could have been like you know, let's catapult each other for fame, or can I please leverage your infamy to vault my career? Possibly, sure. Yeah. So you don't think, but I do think he's, I do think he's dating. I do think he's um, like, you know, I, I think that he did not do what was, what could have probably been uh, worked well for him, which is just to take some time to focus on himself and what led to how he treated Ariana. It doesn't seem like he wants right. to do that. No, yeah. He's definitely been acting a fool for yes. many, mon- many months. Okay. Now Lala doesn't have very much to do besides her very good quote at the end very iconic quote about ariana being treated as a god and then ariana stands godlike over the emo (laughs) night crowd which was beautiful but then lala has one scene i think with lisa where she goes i am ready for a rebrand and a sperm donor yeah and i was thinking okay yes lala does need a (laughs) rebrand right yeah did you get the sense that that's what she was talking about she specifically just wants to rebrand herself I mean, what does that mean? Like post Rand, post Rand rebrand. Re, I just re. Yeah. What does her tattoo say? Oh, brand new. Oh, right, because she got she had <laughs> she had Rand Rand just tattooed on her, and she changed it to brand yeah. new. Okay, yeah. well, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you know I don't have much to say, and Lala's not really a focus of the trailer very much. You know, besides yeah. the end, but she does um, say that Schwartz looks like dad bod ken which was kind of mean mean yeah mean but par for the course for something that i think lala would say um i do think lala um is out to sea a little bit with this cast and like you hinted at since season four or five whenever she was coming in hot and swinging and she justified herself for for four seasons based off her you know first season performance i don't I don't discredit her impact on the show, but I do think she's been coasting for a really long time. And I think she's gotten to the level where she gives about 20% of herself to the show and then keeps everything she's feeling a mystery. Or she likes to discuss other things that are going on in the group and keep an eye you know, off of her. Or doesn't really have much interesting stuff going on that people would be interested. You know, That's the worst uh, take. Sort of like how, how Erica Jane is on Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where Erica Jane is amazing and her personality is great and she's so fun. But like those personal scenes that we're seeing of Erica this season when she doesn't have Tom Girardi to talk about, they just kind of, they're not, they don't pop very much, you know? Yeah. I feel like she's sort of, Lala has moved on to her other enterprises. Yes. Um, and whereas someone like Sheena 
um, has a podcast and has her vlogs and all that stuff. She's able to do it all because she has the bandwidth to completely participate and still do all that stuff because she's been doing it the whole time. Uh Um, Whereas I feel like everyone else, once they have one foot out and have other stuff to work on, they're like, I don't need to be all on board, you know, when it's like, no, you do. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something there. And um, I I do always, you know, when I'm looking back on like season 10, like there were so many moments I loved. Like I loved the dawn. I loved when she (laughs) told Raquel that um, a woman always takes the brunt, you know, with a cheating spouse or whatever. Like the woman will always get all the blame. Like there are so many iconic Lala moments. I just feel like she's still having an issue with how she presents herself on camera and what she brings to Vanderpump Rules. But if anybody can solve it, I know it's Lala. So I'm I'm trying to, you know, end on a good note there. Yeah, I feel like um she just seems kind of tired. Like maybe she doesn't want to do this anymore, but she has to. Yeah. I think that's really possible. <laughs> do you think a part of her is like waiting for Alex Baskin to be like, hey, Lala, we're ready for a new cast member on Beverly Hills. Would you like to join us into that, you know, vaulted arena? That would be wild. I mean, do you think a part of you don't? (laughs) You don't want her on that? Uh, I don't know if I like, I know that the whole like name of the game these days is cross pollinization, but I don't Uh know if I want it to be the case everywhere, you know? Okay. I, my only, um, I guess, advocating for that would be that the the person with Lala's energy, where it's like maybe she's not the main focus of Vanderpump Rules, you bring that energy to uh, Beverly Hills, and I do think she would uh, cause some major waves there just by introducing that new personality where we're already used to it on Vanderpump Rules, but in a new context, Lala might shine like a diamond with all of them, you know? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I bet getting her in the mix with uh, Kyle and Morgan Wade, she'd be like, "Who? what's the big deal? I ate Ariana's cookie. <laughs> that would probably, yeah, that would, that would come out immediately. Okay. Um, one thing to note. Um, so James and Allie, I would say, are, are very much absent from this trailer. Uh, almost mm-hmm. entirely. There's like two sit, sit downs with Lisa. At one point, James goes, you need to grow up, Sandoval, which that's his classic thing. He's now he's now stopping calling Sandoval from being older than him by six years or ten years. Yeah. And now he's saying, no, actually. Well, he always says that, too. It's yeah, always like, like, grow up, old man. Yeah, grow up. You're older than me. You need to grow up. So he goes sort of back to the well with that insult. But it does seem like James, because he has been on the outs before, like, you know, Raquel in season 10 and everybody hated her. He knows what it's like to be the odd man out and be disregarded completely and try to be shoved out. So I do think he is going to be someone who tries to also bridge the gap between Sandoval and Ariana. Is that Was that your sense from the trailer? Yeah, he seemed a little more gentle. Um, we did see him draw that line in the sand on the uh, yes. beach day, which, I mean, we know how good that last beach episode was. So hopefully... It's another banger, but yeah, I mean, I feel like they only went to the beach again this season was just because of how powerful the the Tower Twelve episode was. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, potential spinoffs, do you think that that moment with Jax in the trailer will be our catalyst for his spinoff, or do you think he's going to be on a bunch? Great question. Let's get into it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. No, I think someone is going to say, Jax wants to see you, Lisa. And she's going to go, Jax, Jax Taylor. And then he's going to walk in and it's going to play bad to the bone. You know what I'm talking about? Hell yeah. And then he's going to walk in. He's going to grab the chair that's in front of Lisa at the table and spin it around. So he's sitting backwards in a chair. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then he's going to, Lisa, I'd like to have a few words with you if you'll permit. And then she go, I, you, I don't do a good Lisa. You would do a better Lisa. But she'll say something like, well, you look like the cat that got the canary. And she'll say, well, sorry, go ahead. No, I think I'm picturing the picture you painted. I'm picturing Lisa having a chair like on The Voice or like Dr. Evil, where like a button gets pressed and she spins around. I think you're I I think exactly right. Something like that. Maybe okay, so let's 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 say Jax goes, I'm here to meet with Lisa. Uh Peter ushers him to his table. He does all the same stuff that I said, bad to the bone. He spins his chair around, he puts his hat backwards, and then he doesn't notice that the chair across from him was actually secretly um what's that called backwards. And then yeah. she presses the button, she says, What do you have to talk to me about? And then Jax yeah. is kind of stunned. Um Yeah. So I think that he'll do the sit down with Lisa. They'll talk about how Jax has basically um, been talking shit about Lisa for three years and how he said the show was his and how he had so much hubris that he had to basically fire himself off Vanderpump rules because he just couldn't wait for them to give him his contract. But, you know, in the non fourth wall breaking version of that, then I think he's going to talk to Sandoval. Because they're going to be like, oh, Sandoval's also behind the bar. I think you should give him advice. I think Jax is going to be one and done, or maybe at least two scenes. And then Jax is going to wipe off his hands, metaphorically. You know what I'm talking about? Like, say, I can't do it with my mic, but my job here yeah. is done. He's going to walk out. Bad of the Bone is going to start playing again. He's going to get in his golf cart. And then he is going to race off illegally in a golf cart. <laughs> Uh, onto the freeway, and he's going to be beeping and honking his horn. Everybody's going to be beeping at him. We're going to follow him slowly for the 15 minutes to Studio City. Then he's going to go to Jax's Studio City. And then it's going to be the backdoor pilot, the exact same as uh, Vanderpump Rules was introduced in Beverly Hills. Right. And there'll be like a 30-minute backdoor pilot for like in, in middle of the season. Is that what you imagined? Exactly every part of that. Good. Okay. okay, good. I mean, any any thoughts? What do you think besides that? You know, that's the most extreme version of this. But what do you yeah. think? You think? I mean, I have heard rumblings that it will be sort of a similar backdoor pilot. Um, I I don't know what that show will entail. Um, Me I did like that. Um, the clip with uh him and Lisa. What does he say? He's like you threw me to the wayside or like you what did he say you hung me out to dry like old laundry no he says um <laughs> he says you abandoned me no he says oh it's something that means you abandoned me you yeah you cut me off something you know yes something like that and then yeah does lisa call him delusional at one point no she just says i think they just have two pieces of dialogue back and forth he goes you okay. abandoned me one of your you know, most precious people. And then she says, you're a hypocrite. And then they immediately uh, cut. Okay. So I, I don't know. I've never heard Lisa call, I think, anyone a hypocrite. And for it to be Jax, to level that accusation against him is pretty wild. I can't wait. But, yeah. That'll be fun because Jax is delusional. And yes. he will, no matter what, think he's completely in the right, even though Lisa has never liked him. Uh, no. I mean, she liked uh, him and Stassi together because they were hot, but she never trusted him and never thought he was a good employee. So, no, but I, well, I, I think you're right, and I think I've come to that conclusion. You know, after talking to you a lot about it, but there are scenes where Lisa gets a little like she almost can't help but be charmed by him, even though she knows he's potentially sociopathic. Right? Yeah. Doesn't she have a little bit of a of a no humans are, are bad and, and Jax is no different. Yeah, I think she had a certain soft spot for him. But after he talked all that shit, I bet he's dead to her completely. Well, for sure. I mean, he said the things that just crossed the line that Lisa can never forgive. Like, yeah, he said, if I'm remembering correctly, and it just gave me a chill. He said Lisa was <laughs> basically a cardboard cutout at the season 10 reunion. 
He said they could have just wheeled out a cardboard cutout and pressed a button where Lisa would just say some quotes, and that would have been a better representation of Lisa at the reunion. I won't take the disrespect. I don't like it. Me neither. Um, okay, so that's... Oh, and then I just wanted to finish the thought. I think it's going to be, once he gets to Jackson Studio City, um, he's going to go, Kristen, what are you doing here? Because Kristen will be chugging a beer in the corner. And then Brittany is going to say, Jax, we're out of beer cheese. <laughs> Need a refill. Uh, I saw online that someone was at the airport with him this week, and he was wearing a Jax's Studio City hoodie on the flight. Um, and I just wanted to report, since you mentioned Peter a minute ago, that I did go to Sir last Friday because I was on that block and Jimmy had never been somehow. And so we went and Peter, as always, was working. Wow. Wait, wait he had never been to Sir or Tom Tom? He had never been to any of them. Jimmy hadn't? Shocking, right? I've been like 400 times. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't imagine a world where he hasn't gone. How did he feel? Uh, he said that Sir looked nicer than he expected. And I kind of agreed. I think they maybe like cleaned things up in the past six months or whatever since we went for Pride. Cause, or maybe it was because it was daytime when we went for Pride. And at nighttime, it looks better. Yeah. Did they fix that? Did they uh, straighten out that frame in the back? It was straightened, yes. Whoa. Peter finally got around <laughs> to that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tom Tom always looks good. You're right. Um, well, good. I'm glad Jimmy finally went. And um, I mean, when we have more time, I, you know, I want to talk about that a little further. But, you know, okay. maybe we, we save that for a different conversation. Um, OK, I want to talk about the two most, I think, what has the Internet or Vanderpump Rules viewers reeling the most. Yeah. Two, two things. Um, so I'm going to start with the one that's less impactful, in my opinion, much less impactful. And it is Schwartz and Katie, supposedly. <laughs> presumably both kissing slash dating the same person who we know yeah. that they're, they're neither of them are still dating or have anything to do with. <laughs> yeah. What was your, I'll, I'll tell you my impressions after, but I really want to know what did you think about the 10 seconds or 15 seconds that was dedicated to this love triangle right. storyline? I mean, to steal some of your phrasing, I think it will be a, what you would say, nothing burger. Do uh, I say that? <laughs> I think, I mean, I didn't make it up. Okay, but, okay, good. Uh, I think it's giving uh, tease. It's giving, I don't know, like, it looks like they're trying to put that storyline on our radar where it almost feels like they cobbled together, like Katie's like, may the best man win or whatever. And I'm like, that's not real. That's not happening. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So it's not happening. This isn't happening. It's a big tease. Um, n what we will see is not anything close to what it seems, you know, presented as, is, is, is your view. Yeah. I mean, don't you think we would have heard something about that? Well, that makes me even more worried. I, I mean, cynically, you know, I'm being more cynical than you here. I mean, nothing has ever struck me as more like contrived and like fake storyline to me ever in my life. I mean, I am not going to uh, definitively say that and I'm not going to accuse them of doing that, but it just seems too, too uh, conventional to believe that season yeah. 11, a, a divorced couple would fall in love with the same person that they met separately and both kiss and one of them has to win her her affections over, and we know that ultimately neither of them are with this person, and this amounted to nothing. I just like nothing sounds more like what someone would write for a divorced couple on this show that has so many entangling relationships that are so incestual that they, yeah. you would write this storyline for Katie and Tom to have. And I just can't believe, yeah, like you said, we knew nothing about this. And also what makes me even more suspicious is the person that they're supposedly kissing, which they have. You're right that the Katie kiss or the Schwartz kiss could be just like smokescreen. Like, you know, I mean, they, they, there's a lot of frivolity to kissing sometimes in the show. So it could be nothing. But the fact that she even says, I'm in love. I have a crush on a divorced couple. It was like, <laughs> if, you, if you wrote that for the trailer of a show, like, you know, a, a sitcom, you would have the character who's in the thruple say that exact line. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Think, yeah. 
the thing they like either right before or like around the same time, there's a quick thing about Schwartz and Joe. And I'm like, I think that's the real T. Yes. So, oh, oh, okay. So, so this relationship with Joe that Schwartz seems hesitant to talk about is probably more where his affection lies. And this whole dating thing, him and Katie thing is just going to be, end up being a blip of, of maybe an episode or something dedicated to it, to it or less. Yeah, I think so. I mean, cause there's that scene where, well, first of all, the rumors on the street are that Schwartz was being weird about hooking up with Floody at Winter House because he's secretly dating Joe. So he wasn't, it wasn't about loyalty to Katie Maloney. It was potentially loyalty to Joe. Um, We've heard rumblings about Joe for like a year. Like what they call her creepy Joe or something. Spooky (laughs) Spooky Joe. Uh, Chris and Uh, Dodie hates her. Katie hates her. You got to give Katie Maloney credit. She sort of came up with a, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't want to say it, but almost a Donald (laughs) Trump-esque nickname for for Joe that like kind of has stuck with the audience. Yeah. Instead of sleepy Joe, it's spooky Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and like, Joe at one point is like, are you ashamed of me? And I was like, oh, that's juicy because he has been trying to keep her under wraps. Um, I think she was at Pride, right? When we were there, when Schwartz was there. Someone said, our eagle-eyed Villarosa VIPs said that it was Joe. But I I think that someone said that she was like waiting in the wings for him and he was getting absolutely mobbed by the group. (laughs) And so that friend that pulled him away and started ripping and tearing his sweater was like, trying to get him away from the crowd to get to Joe. But also, okay. do you remember in Winter House when he bought those gifts? And mm-hmm. uh, he goes, this is for my situationship. And that clearly, he wasn't talking about Katie Flood. Is her name Flood? Flood in the house. He was probably talking about Joe. And then probably second guessed that he would said that on camera and gave it to <laughs> Katie. Because she would never be yeah. declared his situationship. Right? Right. I know. It did seem like a pretty penny to spend on his new Winter House romance. So, I mean, it was very sweet of him um, to do yeah. that. Okay. And then the, the next thing, which might possibly also be in the tease category, and I think will be uh, squashed and ha- be demystified within maybe an episode, is Schwartz telling Lala, which I don't know why he told Lala of all people, <laughs> in their private sit-down. He says that he was a person prone to making out and him and Sheena made out in Vegas. Right. What did you think about that? Uh, I mean, that was a shocking fact. Uh, I'm most curious about the timeline. Like, do you think it predates the show or do you think it's like early days? I think so. I, I think it either predates, I think it predates the show or in the first couple years. But the thing that now that you say predates, which I didn't even actually I didn't think about, which probably makes more sense to me now, because I don't think Sheena would have cheated on Shay. And I don't Mm -hmm. think she would even now let it out that she cheated on Shay. One thing, say what you will about Sheena, and Sheena has so many detractors, but (laughs) Sheena is loyal and monogamous, except when she was the, you know, the the other person in a relationship, in a cheating relationship, when she was, uh, you know. But other than that, Sheena does strike me as pretty monogamous would you say that's the case yeah i mean we don't have any evidence otherwise she seems pretty um yeah like solid in that regard um so yeah so but but then also just just so you have full context um danny pellegrino rightfully did i don't know if you saw this commented on sheena's instagram and he said sheena how the hell (laughs) have you never brought this up or talked about this in the history of us knowing you and sheena wrote not all is what it seems. I thought Tom Schwartz would take this to his grave, but um, there's more to the story. Stay tuned. She pulled a yeah, jack. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, it was something like, it's not what it seems or something. So it's like, okay. So not what it seems to me is either, you can read that as Sheena trying to uh, make this you know, better, justifiable in her mind, or seriously, she's going to say something and we're going to all be like, okay, I guess I understand that. He, were, he was blackout drunk and he stuck his tongue out and made out with everyone in a circle around him. And Sheena was one of the people sticking her tongue out or something. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, no matter what, I feel like it's not uh, going to help her and Katie's dynamic. <laughs> no. 
because um, they've never quite gotten along. Um, but that was just a fun. I agree that it's probably not going to add up to much, but if it does bring us back to like a historical trip that we know about or don't know about, I think it'll be a fun flashback kind of a thing. And then yes. it'll lead to the flashbacks of every time Schwartz admitted that he made out with someone else um, and how that's kind of his thing. Um, yeah. It, so. It's making, it's making the Vanderpump rules history book even uh, richer, yes. you know, like there's even more details and, and asterisks and, and um, prologue to this Vanderpump rules story that you can't even imagine. Like, seriously, I cannot picture Sheena and Schwartz making out i like I, no. I i i would feel like they'd be two magnets the minute their mouths touched no, the opposite <laughs> like facing backwards did. yeah facing yeah. backwards <laughs> magnets where they would just physically be repelled from each other um yeah and then also i do think the trailer so i i love the editors of vanderpump rules they are so you know but they have to make this thing enticing there are like three scenes after the kiss that they try to make it seem like it's about the Sheena in, in Schwartz revelation, but I don't think that they're actually talking about it. I don't think Brock is yelling at Sheena or fighting with her about the kiss. They're, they make Sheena and Schwartz have this like intimate talk where like she's like whispering in his ear. I don't think that's about the kiss. And then even the, yeah. the confrontation with Katie, maybe that's about it. But I think that they tried to make this like 20 seconds of the trailer. And like you said, or we both said that it's just it's going to amount to a lot less than we think and not take up a significant amount of the season. Right. Um, Ariana also said when she said that Katie was the most loyal to her this season, she said that Brock cozied up the most to Sandoval. He, she so. said that? Yeah. She said that? So wow. So that would be interesting. Oh, man. Um, but it's also like he knows them all the least, basically. Like he's kind of... yeah new let brock yeah let brock uh navigate these relationships on his own for a while he's only been around for two or three seasons right yeah he doesn't have to necessarily be entrenched with the established viewpoints and um yeah, yeah so that'll be interesting too okay well i mean we really got to a lot of it um well, yeah, I, I'm excited I, to see Tom, uh, what I assume is some sort of a energetic healing ceremony, uh, screams his brains out. Yes. And <laughs> you could almost see the way he screams. You can almost see sort of the, the like demon of Scandaval sort of erupt out of his <laughs> mouth. I think he maybe, yeah. maybe once he do, does that scream and whatever, you know, you know, was possessing him was unleashed. Maybe that's when he's like, okay, now I'm officially ready to date. It's, it, yeah. it seemed like it was that scream therapy. Um, someone said it was a, ket a ketamine um, oh, therapy. And maybe. then and then once he unleashes on a wolf by Vanderpump, you, you saw that when he was uh, tearing shit down. Maybe those things were just so cathartic that it allowed him, Grace, to start to date again. Yeah. Uh, they also show um, some of... Uh... They didn't show the whole uh, clip that they showed in the original teaser, but it's when Ariana's yelling at him and says, my lawyer yeah. will be dealing with you. They didn't, they kept out the part about him trying to kill her dog, but they left in something about her house and her children, which leads me to believe, didn't, did they have embryos or did she just have eggs? I asked uh, Megan this because I didn't remember. So I didn't know specifically what she meant by my children. When I yeah. originally thought she said my children, or what I thought was that they did have um, em embryos or whatever, fertilized yeah. eggs. Is that how, that's that's what it is? Fertilized. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I it's thought that they tried, uh, or they, she definitely got her eggs, and then this all happened pre-embryos I don't. Stage. I don't think he ever got a significant um, enough sperm. Remember, because <laughs> remember, because they they sort of have this journey where he goes to the doctor, and the guy yeah. says, "You know, your levels are amazing, and it's some of the best sperm I've ever seen." <laughs> but you need to get one other thing, you know, brought up or whatever. So maybe he never did that. Um, Megan said, "You know, just to quote her, she said it. Uh, she was talking about their their pets. But yeah. I don't think she would. I don't think she would say my children. Do you think she would say for for their the animals of the house?" I mean, maybe. I don't know, because I do know that she does bring up the dog thing, that maybe that is an extension of that conversation of, like, they are like my children, like, we're going to figure oh, this out or whatever. 
oh, oh, so maybe that missing a sentence, she got to my children. Right. Um, but my I, initial I, thing was like, I don't think they had embryos. Um, because then he does say, he says it back to her, he goes, your children? Yeah, our um, our producer just uh, specifically said he never deposited his sperm at the bank. <laughs> okay, he, he tried he tried to fit it in the the mail slot or whatever, and it just came, it got <laughs> pushed out. Okay, um, so but we that's it. That's ambiguous to me. I don't think she would refer to her the pets as my children. I, I right. love my dogs so much, but yeah. I, I would never, unless some context was missing, refer to them as my children and expect people to know what I mean. I mean, I you know. I, I'm not saying that people can't refer to them as children, but I just don't think Ariana in the heat of the moment would say that sure. about her, about her pets. So then what is she talking about? If it's just her eggs, they are her children, but okay. I, well, okay. So that's, I think we both just have a question mark and I think our little turtle cuties and Villa Rosa VIPs can let us know what she was talking about there. Yeah. Um, lastly, you know, and then I'll ask you, you know, if there's anything I missed, but I do want to say it's interesting that I think the Kyle Chan finale whiskey fight is going to be included in this um, season. I knew that they probably had to include this because that was the finale party and it was so significant, but I'm really interested to see how they justify how one person who has no relationship to any of the cast members just <laughs> freaked out and started a right. full-blown fight in the middle of a, a filming you know how right. I, like is that going to be like it goes to black they put type on the screen that says i'm you know unfortunately a fan <laughs> you know got out of hand <laughs> and completely caused chaos at this event and then they show right. the scenes of it i just don't right. know how with yeah because everyone basically knows like i watched the trailer with jimmy the first time and I sort of like gasped when that happened, even though I knew what it was, but it was like, you know, like a tray gets flung and I was like, oh shit. And Jimmy was like, wasn't that just like some fucking random guy? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's not going to like add up to anything, which is, it's funny that they, uh, you know, used the clip for what it was worth just for action in the trailer, even though we all kind of know what it is. Right. Yeah, you're right. You, you maybe they're using it more to tease people that don't aren't aware that this was just like a fan who had a free a drunken freak out, and they're just like, oh, do, do Tom and James, you know, start fighting here or something? So, yeah. and then maybe um, it won't be so much a part of the actual episode. Right. I mean, we are certainly more in the loop than the average viewer. So you would say that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Okay, um, and then and then. Uh, I just wanted to say on top of um, when Lala says like about Ariana, never in my life have I seen someone get cheated on and become a God, which I was like, that's just like a bold, interesting statement. She also gets into it with Katie and Katie's saying to Lala, she's like, it's a bit much. And she goes, you're a bit fucking much all of the time. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is fun for me. Yes. I mean, yeah, definitely fun for me. Do you concur with <laughs> Lala that Katie is a bit much? she's not enough <laughs> yeah, i mean that's what i thought your take would be so i think um yeah okay yeah i'm i am i think you're i think you're right i think i was giving lala not enough credit i do think you we are gonna need um disparate voices or dissenting voices is what i meant to say in this narrative and if lala can bring that and she's not so adherent to the something about her hierarchy and that and that, those view of things i think we will value some pushback um even though i am so clearly and so many people are clearly on ariana's side in this thing it will be i guess you have to have the the variety of opinions and maybe lala's bravery um, you know, we'll bring that. And so that was, that was interesting to see. I'm like, I'm interested, interested to see what Lala finds about Katie to be like too, too much or over the top. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then it ends because Lala is probably, um, like the wittiest of all of them or, or the most clever. Her, her quote is what, is what, um, you know, ends the trailer, which is just what you said. And, it was, I, I mean, that juxtaposition with Ariana standing at emo night, lifting up the mic and like being <laughs> what like celebrated like yeah. like a god was amazing editing. Yeah, it was great. Um, but that's the thing. It's like I need we can only ride that high for so long, and we've ridden it for at that point. It will be just under a year. <laughs> 
So I'm like, I need the other shoe to drop for new dynamics to unfold. I just, I'm already bored by the, uh, you know, jail for Sandoval and worship for Ariana, even though I understand morally that that is correct. I just, it's boring. Okay. And um, yeah, I was, I I almost was going to say the same thing where I do agree. And Ariana is a good person and I want all the best for her as, as a fan and as someone who's met her before, like I want the world for her. And I don't understand why people would look at her and say, um, this is too much, you know, because I think she's earned this and, and deserves it or whatever. But as a viewer and who views this as entertainment, we're going to need the la la, like just like what we we're saying, we're going to need those la la viewpoints to, to get in there because it's going to make the show more dynamic and not so black and white heroes yeah. versus villains. And that's totally. what Vanderpump Rules does best. Totally. It either turns heroes to villains or makes villains <laughs> heroes. Yeah, we have to yeah take notes tonight on that uh, year. What's it called? Ten years of deception or whatever. Let's, let's do it. That'll actually be good to add because you know we were going to wait and talk about this on Friday, but I think I'm glad we talked about this today. I I hope you are too. I mean, an hour yeah. just after the fact. I feel like this is. I think our our thoughts are are white hot right now after just watching it. So I'm glad we Fresh. we capitalize this, and then we'll have the decade of secrets and lies or whatever it's called. Uh, Lies and rumors. Anyway, yeah. we will ha- we'll have that as our as you know to talk about on Friday, so people yeah. won't you know just count us out. We'll have something still very powerful to talk about on Friday. Totally, um, just to pitch the Friday episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Uh, again, I think this trailer was better than I expected. I was like, okay, we still have action to talk about. The little blip of Jax, even though I know that it's a cross promo, was still exciting. Yes. Um. And I feel like, I don't know, that's even, that's just the teaser. I don't get the impression that they blew their entire load on the teaser. I think there'll still be like fun stuff that we don't know about. I think so too. And I'm really taking what Schwartz called this season to heart when he said it's Shakespearean. <laughs> I'm ready for this, uh, you know, Shakespearean season of Vanderpump Rules. And uh, it couldn't be, I mean, it could be closer, you know, uh, you know, it could be in the, in like how time works, but we are so in the Vanderpump Rules era now. Like, I mean, six weeks away from getting season 11. I just, I, I can't believe how quickly it came. It's crazy. So we got to figure out, you know, um, what, what bar we're going to, to have Vanderpump Rules premiere blasting on every TV <laughs> in Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> I know. We're going to blow it out, y'all. Yeah, I mean, maybe this time, though, you and I don't have to have so much ownership of it. We just say we get them to play the episode. We just stand there and watch it with everybody. And we don't have to do anything physically. (laughs) We just say, this is where Amy and I will personally be watching this. You know, I'm going to wear duct tape on my mouth. (laughs) I cannot be bothered right now. I am watching the show. But thank you for being here. You can wear a sign. I'm in like Uh, a mummy's (laughs) tomb. <laughs> yeah, Amy's here. She's right over there. <laughs> You're She's in the corner. In that Iron Maiden in the corner. <laughs> uh, that would be great. Okay. Well, cool. Amy, thank you for taking the time on a Tuesday. We never oh, do yes. this. Um, yeah. But, we'll yeah. get this up ASAP for the Turtle Cuties. And uh, yes. hopefully they're not mad at us. Our hot takes. No. My hot takes. You're, no. You're, you're hot. No. Here, here's what it is. Brave slash hot takes are the most valuable thing in the world, even if they're wrong. And you weren't wrong today. So the <laughs> best thing you could ever have is a brave hot take that's right. Yeah. You know what We're I mean? trying that to work, most... work through this equation. We have to, it's like Oppenheimer. We're like on the, the chalkboard trying to figure out what this is, explosion is going to be. You're right. Hot <laughs> plus take slash... <laughs> slash good equals when you know most powerful anyway um one last thing i wanted to say very quickly um you know what's that guy brian moylan is that his name brian moylan yes. who writes for vulture he yes. just did his he just did his um roundup of the um most valuable rookies in the housewives Ooh. universe this year yeah. so you gotta read it okay um, but can i give you one spoiler yeah jenna lyons is number two okay i'm not reading it <laughs> <laughs> all right good okay well let's i mean if you if i will send it to you just in case because i 
the way he justifies Jenna Lyons is very funny because I do okay. agree with him. I, I do agree with his 14 and how he ranked it. There's maybe a couple I would switch, but his justification for why Jenna Lyons is good and valuable is really funny because you could read that exact same sentence and, and give her dead last based off what he said. Yeah. So it's just, it, that's just the world that we live in with Jenna Lyons. She is so, that's, that's the example I was thinking when you say a hot take. That is probably good. Jenna right. Lyons is the most like divisive figure. You know, yeah. it's very hard to talk shit about her. Right. Well, she's anyway. on my shit list because I literally watched a video of her this morning saying um, that uh, TVs above a mantle, like above a fireplace, are an absolute travesty, including the frame TV, which I just got for Black Friday and I'm so excited <sighs> about. It. And she said it's trash. And she said that you should only have a TV in a TV room. And I'm like, sorry, I don't live in a penthouse. Bitch. Oh, the TV room. Oh, you're right. Amy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have told you. Take that TV and put it in your dedicated TV room. <laughs> Jenna Lyons. Save that kind of commentary for the show. Where was these right. hot wrong takes on, on Roni? Yeah, um, and I'm like, girl, I agree. That's why I paid up the butt for a TV that looked less ugly. And I would love to have a screening room. But guess what? I don't have one. Okay. Why do Bravo fans want to celebrate someone who clearly hates Bravo and hates television and didn't want to go to BravoCon and hates the whole Housewives franchise? Why I know. Would we... She literally hates TV. She's too good for it. That's why she's good on the show. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't like it. That's why she's good. <laughs> right. like, instead, we get Monica, who clearly loves the Housewives franchise, but is actually entertaining and fun and wants to get into it and is killing it. It's like the exact, they're the exact opposite of how right. good you can do on shows. Yeah. Anyway, sorry uh, to just okay. do that. I just wanted to add a little commentary there. But anyway, Amy, thank you so much for your time. We're, this is yes. hot off the presses. I'm also going to send you the CBS special report news music. And I'm going to have you send a clip where you say, I'm Amy Scarlotta. And we're going to do special music for this. Okay, just so oh, you know. I love that. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds well, good. Well, I'll be thinking of you as we watch um, Rumors and Lies tonight. And I'll see you when we record on Thursday for Friday's episode. All right. Thank you for having me, Riley. Of, of course. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. This one's for you tonight. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.